You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Happy New Year, Joe. Thank you, Richard, and to you, and Merry Christmas. Did you have a good time celebrating Jesus' birthday? Uh, we did, yep. Church was great. Um, so thankful to be able to gather together physically um, for mm-hmm. Christmas and, um, uh, yeah, to remember the gospel. Yeah. How about you, Joe? Yeah, I had a wonderful time. I was actually in Queensland and um, singing those cl- classic Christmas carols that when you look at the words, some of them are just excellent. Mm. And yeah, really enjoyed. And I had this moment where I really enjoyed writing on my nieces and nephews' um, Christmas cards, "Happy Birthday to Jesus." Yeah. A friend had shown me that last year at Christmas, and I thought it was the best. And so, um, writing that on Christmas cards for my nieces and nephews was fun. Yeah. Just to think. fantastic. Oh, so, you, being in Queensland, you got to sing carols in church. Ah, uh, yep, yeah, we were singing. Yep, uh, we were. Singing. And also, it's a church of you know, it was a bonanza week of thirty. 30 people yeah 30 people fantastic it was yeah it was lovely it was really nice so that's great Mm. um how what have you been up to uh well i wanted to report back on the uh my memory palace i don't know if you remember last uh podcast i talked about how i'd been reading this book memory craft by lynn kelly and decided that i would have a go at building the memory palace which is a memory technique for learning the kings of uh judah and israel uh, which yeah. I've managed to do. And Whoa! So, Joe, for, for your listening pleasure and for our listeners, I want to re- list out the kings of Judah in order. Do it. Uh, I'm ready. As I'm saying this, I'm literally walking around my memory palace. Okay, okay. so here we go. We'll st- start combined kingdom. It's Saul, then David, Solomon, uh, Rehoboam, Abijah, Asa, Jehoshaphat, Jehoram, Ahaziah, Joash, uh, Amaziah, Azariah, who's also known as Uzziah, yes. Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, Manasseh, Amon, Josiah, Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, Zedekiah. Wow. <laughs> Good work. Thank you. So, right now, as, so when you say you're walking around your memory palace, yeah. um, each thing each name is attached to something in the memory palace is that right yeah so my memory palace for this purpose is just my uh, my house and i'm so my front uh, living room and so my front living room has 10 locations first bedroom has five and for example in the living room location number uh, one two three four five six seven location number seven is our little kentia palm i don't know if you remember it um, but that's where Jehoshaphat is. And I remember it. <laughs> there's that saying, jumping Jehoshaphat. And so as I walk around, I get to the Kentia farm and little Jehoshaphat just jumps out. And um, <laughs> I remember Jeho- Jehoshaphat there, just near the Kentia farm. So, um, yeah, I was actually, that took, took me about sort of 40 minutes, just sitting down with a bit of paper and going through that. But it has stuck quite well. And yeah, and now I'm going around adding the kings of Israel to those different locations. So, um, okay, so you add other things as well if you if you'd like. Yeah, that's the idea. I think as you go along and and you can add things in. I sorry, I didn't mention Athaliah. I've got a bit of a mental picture there of what Athaliah does as she um, 
yeah, um, uh, takes rule and Joash is hidden away. But that's just fitting better for me now. So um, mm-hmm. there you go. That's the update. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, ask me again, see how it goes. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, You're inspiring me to go get my song out again because mm-hmm. as you were talking, I could almost anticipate the next name you were saying, but I had I was still feeling vague. Yeah, so. yeah. Songs are good as well. Refresh. So that's mm. my news. Yeah. How about you, Joe? What have you been up to in this new year? Well, I've been playing this game at Christmas. One of the best things that happened was that I played the game Henry in the Hole. Right. Um, <laughs> I've never so, heard of this game. Yeah, that's because we made it up, my <laughs> right. um, two-year-old nephew and I. Yeah. Um, my mum has what is objectively an excellent sandpit. It's surrounded by these huge sandstone blocks and it's got a shade sail and so it's just divine the sand is is wonderful to play with and so henry my nephew um being young he's not ready to play with the trucks as if they're trucks and so basically we played for about 20 minutes Hmm. henry in the hole which was we dug a hole that fit his body and he would slide down into the hole and then climb out again and that was what we (laughs) did it was just one of the (laughs) just one of the most sublime moments of um spending time with him and his sister Ada and my siblings and my other nieces and nephews. And, yeah, I just was thinking about um, how the simplicity of playing with a child under two is just doing the same thing again and again and again. Yeah. That's <laughs> Think so, about how God you are. <laughs> that's so true. I read this thing once that said um, if a child wants to do something again and again, it's because they're still learning and benefiting from that repetition. Yeah. 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 In speech pathology, we were, we had this golden rule of following the child's lead mm-hmm. when you're trying to get them to communicate and engage with you, that you might want to play with the book or read the book or play with the car, read the car, uh, you know, move the car in a particular way, but maybe they just want to crash it. And so you have a choice. You can follow their lead and they'll probably communicate with you about it, mm-hmm. or you can change and you might have to work a bit harder. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was just delightful. So oh, I'm yeah, so happy. Yeah. <laughs> what a great game. <laughs> He, Ada was less inclined. She did not want to play Ada in the hole. Yeah, yeah. She was much more in, inclined to do other things. <laughs> oh, that's great, Joe. And yeah. uh, what's going on with Bible stuff for you at the moment? Well, last year I had um, the year of the minor prophets, mm-hmm. and I thought this year I need a new challenge. And, and something that popped into my head about mid-year last year was the realization that I'm I'm actually genuinely not sharp on the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, that if if there's a moment when people say, oh, where would we find that in the Bible? You know, an open-ended question. I'll go to a letter or one of the purple passages of the Old Testament and I would fumble around for what I could find in the Gospels. Um, But I just I don't really know their structure, where certain stories are repeated and others are not. And and even just I don't think I've in a few years had the – felt the joy of reading the Gospels the way I did with the Minor Prophets. And so Mm. I thought, right, I'm going to have a year in the Gospels. as a, a bit of fun, and I'm really looking forward to it. I've started in Matthew, and I had an experience that I was really hoping would happen, which is I stumbled upon a part in Matthew that I genuinely feel like I haven't read before, even though I will have. Mm. Um, and it's just this lovely little moment that um, happens in in Matthew chapter 20 yeah. where um, Jesus is and his disciples and a large crowd are travelling um, outside of Jericho. They're leaving Jericho. Mm-hmm. and And so we're anticipating getting towards Jerusalem very soon. And two blind men are sitting by the roadside and they hear Jesus passing by and they shout, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And this is verse 31. The Lord rebuked, the crowd rebuked them and then they told them to be quiet. And then Jesus stops in verse 32 and he says, 
what do you want from me? What, what do you want for me to do for you? And which I think is quite a generous question yeah. when they've already acknowledged that he's the son of David, so he's king, you know. Mm. Um, and then 33, they boldly say, Lord, we want our sight. And then in th- verse 34, he has compassion on them and um, touches their eyes and they immediately receive sight and they follow him. And if, if someone had told me there's a story of two guys having their heights, their blindness um, healed at the same time, and I would have thought, no, I don't think I know that story. Um, and I think it just, it was, it, in the, you could pass over it really quickly, but as I was reading it this morning, I thought, that's just what Jesus is on about. Um, despite being the king you know, of the son of David, the king, um, he had mercy and compassion. There's two key words in those verses, yeah. mercy and compassion, um, on the blind men who then followed him. And so yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was just a lovely little anecdote, and I hope to have many more. Yeah, fantastic. What a great plan. The gospel. Yeah. You go to the gospels. I look forward to, um, yeah, lots of conversations about the gospels this year. That's great, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I'm going to have to work hard to discipline myself to keep going for a year in it. In mm. it. But I think that that'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to be reading this year, or have you got a plan, or are you going to keep chipping away at something else? Or? Oh, you know me, Joe. I just bounce around all over the place with different <laughs> things. <laughs> you um, have a structure, a system, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, because you've got your read your bit of Greek. Yeah. Thing, and then sometimes you oh you read the proverbs every year. Yeah, that's right. I do. Um, it's a bit of a system. Yeah, it is. Now I'll write, make up a new uh, list of books of the Bible, and I'll put a tick when I read a book. Ah, yeah. Uh, in, in sort of just reading in English, large volumes. Mm. Um, I think that might be as much plan and structure as I've got at the moment. That sounds good. But that could change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't quite hit goal setting moments yet in January. So yeah, it's we're easing in. <laughs> we are oh, totally. Oh, dear. And um, you've been reading, no doubt, over holidays. Have you indulged in a bunch yeah. of reading? Yeah, yeah, lots of reading. Too much to talk about in one podcast, but I'll share. Of course. One, um, one thing I've started reading is um, a book by Sam Chan called Evangelism in a Skeptical Age. Yes, uh, I've seen this. Which, yeah, I've seen around for a little bit. I thought, oh, that'd be good. Um, and I do try and read a book on evangelism each year. I don't know if I've told you that policy for me. Um, no, but I was just thinking I haven't read a book on evangelism in a while. Mm. I was thinking about reading that one, um, Questioning Evangelism again, because I remember thinking it helped me yeah. think about how I engage about evangelism. Yeah. I haven't gotten around to doing anything about it, but it was my thought. Anyway, um, back to you, Evangelism uh, in the Sceptical Age. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's good. To, I find it good. You know, I learn by reading and, and challenge yeah. by reading. So to read a book on evangelism is very helpful for me. And um this one is, uh, yeah, only a few chapters in, but it's uh, it's really good. It's sort of, yep, giving me a bit of uh, encouragement and confidence in evangelism. And it's got a really nice chapter on um, everyday evangelism, um, which is uh, where he gives just kind of these the, intro is like people tell you to evangelize, but you People don't always know what to do with that. He's, he gives the illustrations like him, his experience of going to swing lessons and the instructor just saying, swim, swim, and <laughs> not actually showing him how to swim. And so um, Sam Chan gives three, six steps that to actually help with evangelism. And I'll just run through these quickly because I think they're good. Step one is get our friends to become their friends. Mm. So it's like extending the networks. It's not quite solo. Um, point two, idea two is to go to their things before getting them to come to your things. So just that. Mm. Uh, and 
Three is a step thing of coffee, dinner, gospel, uh, which is kind of moving into the uh, more personal things over time. Uh, step four is listen to their story. Step five is mm. tell our story as story. And mm. uh, number six is tell a story about Jesus. And uh, all of these he kind of breaks down. He gives illustrations um, as to uh, how this can help. And this is something I have come across in the talk from here before and I have tried some of these strategies, which have been good. But, yeah, really value this uh, summary and um, am wanting to, yeah, put some of these into practice. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's interesting as well because I was just—I think the thing that grabs me about the title of his book, in in terms of it being a skeptical age, mm. is I—is it? Do you think that story and authenticity are such an antidote to skepticism? Is that kind of where he goes with it, or is he saying those things win a hearing? Uh, yeah, how does that fit with his skeptical age title? Yeah, um, and I think you're right there. Um, People uh, are not in an age where we, we want to debate propositions and line mm. up two propositions. It, people change their thinking and behaviour through um, uh, under God, God's sovereignty and everything, but um, mm. there's a greater role for um, social relationships, um, emotions, stories, that mm. sort of thing. So we're still very full on about the propositions of the gospel, but, um, yeah, He's saying, "Don't you don't need to just sort of lay out a presentation, a series of propositions. There's more mm. to it than that." Mm. Um, and he's got further chapters on, yeah, evangelism in the postmodern world and stuff, which I'm I'm looking forward to reading those. But mm. um, yeah, and I thought I should mention for our listeners, in case you're not looking for such a big book, um, he has put these six points in a shorter book just come out recently, uh, which is called "How to Talk About Jesus Without Being That Guy." <laughs> I don't know what that guy is, but anyway, he, I just had a look at the contents page on on the preview on the internet there, and that's uh, he covers those six points there. So I think that'd be a pretty easy and a pretty good read as well. Mm. I think as I think of those six points, the the things towards the back end I've been persuaded of for a long time, mm. but the have our friends, your friends become. Was it their friends become your friends? Yeah, or Yeah, merging of the universes, our friends. The morning, merging your... of the universes. I find that so difficult. <laughs> Do you? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he'll say something like, you know, have a barbecue and invite some of your Christian friends and have your non-Christian friends. And that's that seems like a very big step for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think some people are genuinely good at that, yeah. that they're kind of almost like gather, they're gatherers, they're natural gatherers. I think so. I think I'm a natural loner. <laughs> yeah. And I like kind of smaller interactions. Yeah. More relational interactions with yeah. one or two people. And so I've always found that challenging, but I guess as we're discussing this again, I'm thinking, well, if this is what it takes to be evangelistic in the skeptical age, well then maybe I need to work on it. <laughs> yeah. I can think of other contexts, uh, maybe sports teams for us that we mm. we just happen to be in in any way where we there's mm. someone from church and others from there. Mm. Um, I can think of uh, our carols event, which didn't happen last year, but that's often a thing where people gather. Yeah, um, that gathering. Mm. So, um, yes, I take the point. I don't, f- I, yeah, I feel my weaknesses there, but I'm, yeah, Me too. like you, willing to think, yeah, how can we make this happen? 
Yeah. And let it be an uncomfortable point <laughs> rather than rejecting it. Because I'm tempted to be like, oh, that's not necessary. And then think, well, actually, no. Yeah, yeah. Probably is. I just feel uncomfortable. <laughs> well, yeah. And on that note, we are out of time. We're out of time. Yeah. Uh, fantastic to talk with you again here in 2021, Joe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll be back next week. Great. See you then. See ya. Bye.